Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word, your daily podcast for inspirational scriptures for your time of prayer and meditation. We're at the end of Ecclesiastes chapter 1, looking at verses 16 through 18 in the New King James Version. It reads, I communed with my heart, saying, Look, I have attained greatness and have gained more wisdom than all who were before me in Jerusalem. My heart has understood great wisdom and knowledge. And I set my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceived that this also is grasping for the wind. For in much wisdom is much grief, and he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. Again, this is Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 16 through 18 in the New King James Version, which titles this section, The the Grief of Wisdom, and the entire chapter is titled, The Vanity of Life. I'll be back to share some insights and some thoughts for meditation. Hi, this is Hope Scott, your host of 5 Minutes in the Word. Thanks for listening to my daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Please listen, subscribe, and follow on any major listening platform. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and almost all major listening platforms. Also, please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Podchaser. Again, this is Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 16 through 18 in the New King James Version, which is a continuation of the section I read yesterday entitled, The Failure of Wisdom to Satisfy. And Solomon is still continuing in that theme just confirming the fact that uh, wisdom doesn't satisfy. And I'm sure there are a lot of uh, wise people who can attest to that. Those who, you've probably seen movies where they're trying to figure things out and when they finally get it, it's like, okay, I need to find something else out. They're never satisfied with the wisdom they've attained. They're ready to go on to the next challenge. But uh, Solomon says, look, I have become great and have increased in wisdom. He says that I have more wisdom than anyone who was before me in Jerusalem. My heart has understood great wisdom and knowledge. And it's just he's not being boastful. He's just adding legitimacy to the claim of the message that he's um, that's being written that we're reading. Solomon, speaking as the preacher, presents himself as the ideal picture of wisdom, since the message must be given by someone whose wisdom cannot be doubted. And remember, he is renowned. He's world-renowned for his wisdom. So he's saying, I'm the only one qualified to speak on this subject. Um, Solomon believed that if he... This extremely wise person cannot uh, fully understand the work of God, then no one can. And as we study this book and try to understand what Solomon and God is trying to tell us in this book, yeah, it's hard to understand. It really is. When the commentary said this book is hard to understand and grasp, 
It is. But if we look at it as the commentary keeps saying, under the sun, and not in looking at it through the prism of God's love, we're going to always think things are futile and, and endless and a waste of time. But thank God that that's not, I definitely don't believe that. <laughs> Even with some of the things that I've gone through in my life, I definitely can say, thank you, God, that like one of our church members did a lesson where she showed going through and she showed something weaved and you, you know, she just showed how God takes you through some things till you get to the other end and look at that finished product. I thank God for that. And remember, Solomon is going to be, um, God saves him. He doesn't disown David's seed. He chastises him for falling away from what he's been taught, but he doesn't disown him. And I thank God that he does not disown us. Solomon, uh, let's see, Solomon's search for understanding caused him to examine all aspects of life. And I'm reading um, verse 17 from the New International Reader's Version because I couldn't really understand it from the New King James and the commentary didn't make sense. But listen to it from the uh, New, uh, New International Reader's Version. It says, Then I used my mind to understand what it really means to be wise. And I wanted to know what foolish pleasure is all about. But I found out that it's also like chasing the wind. So again, he's reiterating that it is senseless and futile to set your heart to wisdom, to seek wisdom, madness or pleasure and folly. And remember, that's some, one of the things he preached against, you know, the, the fool in uh, the book of Proverbs. So he wanted to know what that was all about. And he said, trying to understand it, it's like chasing the wind. Wisdom does produce vexation and grief in that it fails to provide any satisfying answers to life's frustrating and unfair situations. And ultimately, Solomon's approach to looking for answers under, under the sun, apart from an eternal perspective, was an uh, should have been it was an inward in, introspection introspection instead of looking to our father looking to God and out he was an inlook instead of an outlook he should have been looking for answers from the father and that he did not do and uh, Matthew Henry said the more we know the more ignorant we are and I'm sure that's how Solomon felt. He said, if I can't understand it, guess what? Then you normal people, you regular people, like my daughter would say when she would, was in a class with regular kids, it's like, oh my God, I'm in the wrong class. I need to be in the gifted and talented class. Can't be with the regular kids. So Solomon is saying, y'all just regular students. If um, I, who I'm the wisest man in the world, can't understand it, y'all regular people sure won't understand it. Let's go to God's word and uh, go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you as we look at the book of Ecclesiastes and all of its, um, its difficulties and trying to figure out what the heart of Solomon. But we know your heart, God, because uh, Matthew Henry said that you, in your love for, for David, in your promise to David, 
you you made sure that Solomon was um, returned to the faith. He returned to to um, you restored him. So even though he played the fool so egregiously, and his wealth was a great snare to him, you saved him. He thought that everything was vanity and a waste of time. But God, we know that it's not. And we pray and we thank you that you um, brought your, the power of your grace brought Solomon back to you. And the power of your grace brings us back to you when we are in backslidden state. And it's proof of your great mercy. Thank you, Father, for loving us and saving us. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.